Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good to have you join us. Starting on October the first, the Chinese national holiday period is in full swing. This year, the holiday duration stretches an additional day compared to the typical week, all thanks to the Mid-Autumn Festival. People are making the most of this precious time off by either embarking on trips. Or opting for a tranquil staycation. On today's show, we bring you the latest insights into the travel trends for this national holiday week. For this discussion, I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. All sectors, travel and hospitality related, are gearing up for the busy travel season during the National Day holiday. Sales of train and Plane tickets are on the rise, and it's worth noting that long-distance and international travel options are particularly in demand this time. Li Yi, tell us about the busy travel season this holiday we are expecting. Yeah, I think this year for the National Day holiday and also the Mid Autumn Festival holiday, actually, we are expected to see a bumper travel rush, especially to beat pre-pandemic levels. I guess, after all, it is actually very long holiday in the post-pandemic area, and many people anticipate this time to have their trips and travels, especially outside their hometowns. And now, if we look at data, about one hundred nine. 90 million passenger trips are expected to be made on the railway network during the holiday travel period from September 27th to October the 8th, and compared with 72 million trips during the same period in the year of 2022. And also to cater to the increasing travelers' needs, actually, the local railway and also central railway operator said it will increase seating capacity by nearly 20 percent compared. With the same period in 2019, and also for the flight, also very busy flights are going to happen during the holiday. About 21 million passenger trips are expected to be made by air during the holiday, and the sector will handle nearly two million air passenger trips on average each day, and that is a 17 percent increase from the level during the same period in 2019. And particularly when you look at the、uh, travel season this year for the National Day holiday. People are really opting for longer distance trips.、Um, data from Chinese online travel agency Trip.com Group shows that cross-provincial tours had make up for 73% of the total bookings for the National Day holiday. That's up 10 percentage points from a year earlier. And some popular destinations for long-distance travels would be northwestern regions. Which is popular for their beautiful autumn scenery, such as Xinjiang and Gansu, as well as those in northern China, such as Hainan, Guangdong, and Fujian provinces, with their own beautiful sceneries and、uh, specialty food. I guess. Yes, and Josh, you've been living in China for a few years.、Um, I would assume this is more of a Chinese phenomenon for people to get a big chunk of time off during October and be. 
up about and traveling either domestically or internationally. And uh, if you live in China, then you would probably know that it's best to get the tickets at least two weeks ahead of time. Once the tickets are out, you should try your best to snatch them up. Sort of like the uh, travel rush in. You know, for for the Christmas season or summer season, you know, in the UK or in the US、uh, and some of the other Western countries. So yeah, what's been your observation and、uh, any plans this year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely different to the United Kingdom just because of the sheer amount of people, and also because China is so massive. The internal travel for a national holiday like this is just the volume of people means that it is. Much busier. It is more difficult to buy tickets and things like this. Even though China's transportation systems are rapidly improving, and I think very good actually,、uh, on a whole. But still, coping with this amount of people is is going to be a challenge. I myself, whenever a holiday like this comes around, the only time that I would plan to do something, and I've experienced this. I think this is the sixth October holiday I've experienced. I Unless I'm leaving the country, either going back to my home country in the UK or traveling abroad, I don't tend to make too many plans for this kind of holiday. When I stay in China, I keep my plan really flexible because the idea of getting mixed up in one of these queues or something like this, or being really stressed about getting tickets, having to buy tickets really far in advance, it doesn't suit me at all.、Mm. My personality, and <laughs> I don't really mind where I go. So yeah,、um, it, I haven't booked anything yet. Yeah, I see what you mean, and I can be like that too. But it's when you are yearning to go somewhere specifically, and then you know you have to plan everything,、mm. and you don't want to be disappointed. So that's when the planning,、um, which is also the the most of the、uh, headache, in my opinion, unless you're a planner, you know.、Um, but for other people like myself, it's the most troublesome part of the whole. Trip, and Lee, you mentioned earlier that this is gonna be a busy holiday, and you and you mentioned bumper travel, and somehow the word bumper just makes me think of the phrase bumper to bumper, and that could be what the highway traffic situation's gonna be like. And I've been there plenty of times. That、uh, this is something that maybe our listeners can resonate with us now. If you're in a car and right now listening to our show, I know some of you do. It's not the best experience because during these national holidays, you know that a lot of people are going to be hitting the road, and the traffic is usually quite congested. But I guess the overall experience is worth it. You gotta just. Go for it, I guess. Even if it's going to be a traffic jam, and you know it. Yeah, I think especially for people, you know, who don't really have a lot of vacations. For people who have to work nine fives, five days a week, somehow I think this kind of holiday, like a national holidays, like the maybe the only chance for you to have really really a long time and also to have a long getaway, actually. Um, so that's why, even though we are faced with like、uh, soaring hotel prices and、uh, tourism products prices, I think many people are still opting for going out during the holiday. And especially, I think now、uh, with the 19th Asian Games being hosting in Hangzhou, I know it is actually. One of the most popular destinations for people, you know, during this national holiday, and a lot of tickets for 
different games are, are already sold out. So、um, that could just make Hangzhou even more popular than before. And I noticed that the local tourism authorities already said that this national holiday will see the highest number of tourists in Hangzhou in recent years during、mm. the Asian Games. And also, I know that a lot of cities are also hosting different music festivals to attract tourists. Like the Simple Music Festival in Shanghai, it has been always popular, and、uh, it really has a strong lineup this year. And also for other like smaller cities, they are also trying to host such kind of music festivals to attract a, a wider range of tourists and the public. So I think yeah, you can definitely tell that the market is definitely vibrant right now. Everyone wants to go out for a trip. However, I know like some people like me are actually frightened by the crowds because <laughs> we know that there's gonna be crowds everywhere, busy transportation. So maybe yeah, we just decide to maybe stay flexible, as Josh said. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and also just the picture you portrayed for us just now, Li Yi, makes me think of my. Favorite English line: "People mountain, people see," <laughs> <Yes> . and it can be a little bit daunting, you know. So everybody's sort of coming up with your own travel plans or staycation plans, which is which is also quite nice. And this year, most possibly, is one period of time of travel that we see the pent up demand being released. For international travels, and with more of these、uh, international flights available, but we haven't really gotten on par with pre-pandemic levels just yet. But we're getting there, I guess. And it seems like people are ready for international travels, at at least as much as they can. Yeah, definitely. Um, during this year's national holiday, you can see. Uh, outbound tours—they are really having a massive increase.、Um, if you look at data from Trip.com Group, the bookings of outbound tours during the national holiday had skyrocketed twenty-folded、uh, by September 13 from a year earlier. And also, when you look at very popular destinations—Thailand, South Korea, Malaysia, and Singapore—they have always been popular. And during this year's national holiday, they are even more popular than before. And、um, especially, I think, with more countries are launching very favorable policies to attract Chinese travelers, these places are seeing a surge in terms of、uh, tourists coming from China. For example, Thailand actually has been a very popular destination for Chinese residents, and、uh, has earlier announced that it decided to lift visa requirements for Chinese travelers for five months. And after this. Like news was announced, I think searches for flight tickets to Thailand and its hotels surged immediately on different online travel platforms in China. And also, I think China Chinese government is also trying to make the whole process easier and more enjoyable for tourists because they are really launching different policies to facilitate the whole outbound travels. For example. One of the fresh moves came in August as China announced the resumption of group tours to a new batch of countries and regions, pushing the total number to 138. And also, China has also scrapped all pre-entry COVID-19 testing requirements for travelers entering the country to really normalize.
normalize the whole process and uh, to really facilitate the whole process. I think these are all the very promising trends we have observed from this year's national holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, if if you have the money and the means to. It's amazing to go and travel internationally. I, I think that it's something that everybody should do if they can. But it's just so expensive, and given that China has so many things going on domestically, it's so diverse geographically, and it's so massive. I mean, I can kind of understand why so many people haven't been abroad yet. Yes, certainly, and for young people in this country, in recent months, it seems like. They've already、um, built up a trend that is to ensure their travel experiences leave a mark on paper. They seek a stamp or seal to authenticate each segment of their journey, and it's called 集章式旅行 or a travel trend of seal collecting tours. And I don't mean to judge Gen Z, but that doesn't sound cool at all. But anyhow, <laughs> what's up with them? I think it's somehow like、uh, the behavior of collecting and sending postcards before. I mean, when you were... we did that twenty. Yeah, I know. Ago, like pre-internet time. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same thing. Actually, I think it's basically another form of such behavior when you. Uh, arrived in like a different place, and you are really impressed by the local scenery and the local culture. You want to bring something from this place, yet you don't really want a very、uh, cliche souvenir. So you just decide to write yourself a postcard or send a postcard to your friends. But now I think young people are really, you know, doing all these things by collecting seals or stamps. I think it's quite interesting when you look at those bookstores, museums, and a lot of scenic spots. They are offering a huge variety of stamps and seals for visitors to, you know, press the seals on their own notebook or postcards they bringing in, and it's somehow like a social activity. I'm. I'm not really sure. I think it's, it's really fun, and also that is trending on lifestyle platforms. And it seems like the literal stamp is proof that you've been somewhere. And yeah, I, I've just been living under a rock. I guess this is popular now. Josh, what'd you make of it? How important is it to leave a mark to seal the deal of your travel experience? I think that everybody likes to memorialize and. Remember where they've been, and we do this in so many ways. I guess this is just another form of trinket. I guess something physical that can be there forever. Different countries and different cultures do this in many different ways. I know that stamps and seals are definitely something more common in China and in other parts of Asia than it is, for example, in the Western world. One thing that I can think of that's quite similar is that. I don't know if you've seen this, but I've actually seen this in China as well. So I'm not going to go out and say that this is more of a Western thing, but it's something that exists. Is penny presses they're called, or some sort of coin press? So one of the reasons that I think it's more common is because, for example, in the UK we still use money. We still use physical money a lot more than in China, and people have coins in their pockets all the time. So you can put a penny. In this machine, and you pull it, and it presses it into a flat, sort of、uh, curved, oval-shaped thing that has the emblem of where you are on it. So it's kind of like a stamp,、okay. I guess. I used to collect them when I was a kid when we'd go places. What do you、Europe、do、too. with it? Do you just keep it in you your pocket? Ah,、oh. 
you just sorry did i put just put it on let... the shelf <laughs> okay yeah. well actually this has been a fashion trend in the last five years or so like these coin shape um pendants of mm. necklaces were a thing but i'm sorry if you're doing that now then you're three years behind the curve but anyway <laughs> if that's your style Hush. then go for it because <laughs> josh i'm not surprised at all that you're into collecting stamps i thought seals would be as well <laughs> i'm gonna take that as a compliment <laughs> i'm gonna say that as a compliment now, I, I don't still collect them, but I don't mind people do. No, I did used to collect stamps and I used to collect coins and notes and things like this. And, and rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fossils. I mean, it's not as weird as it sounds. And so I can understand this kind of collection thing. I mean, we all collect different things. It might be clothing. I mean, it might be shoes. I, I mean, I know... Uh, Heyang, did you say you like to buy shoes or was it something else? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, There's yes. some sort of clothing accessory you've told me about before. Yeah, but you know? I, I don't collect them. I carefully pick them oh. out and then I wear them with... I carefully pick carefully... my fossils out as yeah, well. Yes, yes. Okay, we the, the carefully picking stuff is um, the part that we share, I guess. But you're, <laughs> <laughs> but you're certainly more knowledgeable, I feel, than I am. And I, I would give that to you. I think you're a very educated, well-read young man. How's that? You know, finally breaking away from the backhand. <laughs> kind of process we're in now. Still yeah. <laughs> we're a friendly a show. Good try. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. So you're welcome. <laughs> so certainly, I think it is. Um, in today's digital age, apparently collecting these stamps and seals as you visit places has been seen as a very clever way to transfer traffic from online to offline in a way and uh there you go that's a 21st century interpretation of something in my opinion super old of a practice because uh we can trace back like more than a thousand years ago of uh ancient like magistrates traveling to different kingdoms and with a travel document in their pocket and collecting a stamp as they go to kingdom that kind of thing yes and another emerging trend during the national day holiday is uh inviting people to come to your home when you are there or not lee what's this about yeah, I think basically, you know, my personal observation would be that it's because of the soaring hotel prices during the National Day holiday and somehow people still want to go to travel to uh, popular cities, tourist, de tourist destinations, however, they feel reluctant to pay for such high prices. And however, residents living in such cities like Beijing, Shanghai, and Changsha, and maybe Chongqing, they find that they have their extra rooms can be shared to those tourists coming to their hometown. So they are just deciding to, you know, launching a campaign called Living in My Home during National Day Holiday. They are really inviting travelers to rent their extra rooms or apartments at prices that are much cheaper than what's being offered by local hotels. And I think on social media platform is really popular. You can see like uh, different people, they are posting their 
pictures of their rooms and really making it really cozy and attractive place. And they are sharing all the details of their apartments and typically includes pictures and videos of the apartment and also the time slot it is available for and it, and also its location. So for a lot of、uh, tourists, I think it's really a different and innovative approach to get accommodation during their trips. It's of course cheaper, and meantime, it also gives people a sense of like. I'm sharing my part of my life. I'm really sharing my home to you, and we can may- maybe have certain communication. I think that is a very different approach to conduct like business. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if the mic picked it up, but when you just <laughs> painted that really rosy I picture, that. and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe you know, that's that's、uh, certainly not a very positive reaction from I guess a bona fide city person. How do you? Like this idea, Josh, of opening up your home to strangers. In theory, this is something we're kind of used to ever since Airbnb became a thing, and you know,、mm. swept the world <laughs> by just a a few years.、Um, yeah, do you like this idea?、Uh, for me personally, no, definitely not. I mean, I wouldn't like to live in someone's house, nor would I really like to have someone live in mine.、Um, I really. I really value my privacy, and when I go on holiday, I want to have freedom and peace and quiet. Whenever I'm in the abode, like the space where I'm sleeping, or that, or something like this.、Um, but I really do understand why a lot of people find this very appealing.、Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that for many people who are perhaps more easygoing than me, or more social than me,、um, would. Value that experience, and that it can probably give you a real experience in itself of that area, that region, especially. I mean, it could be anywhere you're going, really. But when you land as a tourist in a an area, it can often be very difficult to feel and experience that culture in such a short period of time. But when you're with a local, it's very different, right?、Mm-hmm. So I can see the appeal,、um, many many appeals. I also know many people in China that have done things like this who are. From abroad, who are trying to learn Chinese, and I've had quite a lot of friends who've gone and done something like this in China, and part of it's been to improve their Chinese language speaking skills. Yes, those are definitely some merits to why people consider Airbnb style services as an option, as opposed to as opposed to checking into a hotel or a hostel kind of thing. But at the moment, it seems like this is still very Pollyanna. It's like really、um, friendly, small community kind of、uh, vibe that I can pick up from、um, this this trend so far. Sorry to bring this up, but isn't security an issue here, or maybe with the interaction of internet users that we see right now on these platforms,、um, things? Are are actually quite、um, warm and fuzzy. Like I see some people posting only welcome students or females, or you know there are certain restrictions. And、uh, if you're not, then you know please be civil and don't contact me. And people seem to follow these kind of etiquettes as such. So leave from your observation.、Um, What do you think is good or bad, or what needs to happen here for this kind of activity 
to continue and to thrive. Yeah, I think, you know, the word activity might be the <laughs> right word for this, because I'm just thinking that if we can call it as a rising business, because it hasn't really formed into a business right now. And a lot of deals are actually uh, signed on those like social media platform, there isn't really like, like a third party medium or agency to guarantee all the process to really have the scrutiny for the whole process. The security risk is definitely the first thing that I think both homeowner and the renter should consider. And also uh, trying to protect your legal rights, I think, by, you know, being involved in such business, if we can call it. Right. But don't you think that maybe this is individuals purposefully circumventing what you just said? Because there are legitimate thriving Airbnb style businesses out there. And if you're serious about renting your room or home out, then why not go there? Now they're just having conversations on these platforms and uh, making these deals one on one online. And maybe that's what people want. Yeah, so for all of you on vacation, enjoy your time, take some rest, do whatever you want. And uh, for those who are still working today, kudos to you. And uh, I hope you get your much needed rest when the time comes. Thank you, Josh and Li Yi for joining the discussion. I'm Ha Young.